The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. And yes, yes, we beat them, Texas, like ho, ho, hoes. Yeah, that's right. You gotta love it. We got that and more here on this show, 222. Welcome, Redder Nation, and a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas to all. Great times, great friends, and I got to tell you, we had a great time at this last game, and we are going to hit this show really hard, really quick, because it's holiday time, and uh, we got to be happy about that. We got a present, that's right, the victory over the Texans. I can't believe it. Today's show will be the post game for the Texans. There's only two things that come from Texas. That's right, Steers and George W. Bush. That's right. You gotta love it. Uh, next door will be is the Cable Guy the guy? We'll hit that because we'll be talking about Tom Cable. And you know my opinion. I'm gonna let you have it again, but I'm gonna give you the reasons why. And in the pregame for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we're gonna hit that and the bone line because you guys definitely on fire after this game. You gotta love it, man. We're coming out real, coming out like a real football team. And I just have to say this: Who the hell is this team? We don't know, but we're glad they showed up for this game. So let's not uh, screw around too much. Let's get right into this first story of the day: the post game for the Texans. It's football time in Houston, and we're ready to play. We've got no. First, let me say, Raider Nation, at this game, we were all there, the hardcore of the Raider Nation, probably about 30,000, maybe a little bit more. The parking lot was a little bit sparse. No one really was thinking we were going to win. I'm telling you right now, the majority of the Raider Nation was looking for another dismal loss because of the team's performance of late, actually the entire season, the dysfunction, and all of that being blown out by the Patriots. And, uh, you know, that's kind of, no one was really talking about victory. We'd love to beat them. We were talking about beating them. I'd love to have that. The Texan fans were a little bit cagey. They thought they were going to win. Uh, they really thought they were going to win. They're going to beat the Raiders. A lot of predictions, 31 to 10, 31 to 7. They thought they were going to pummel us. I thought they were going to pummel us. Matter of fact, who is that asshole that said we were going to lose? There's some guy out there that said something like this. Okay, the pregame for the Texans. Let's hit that right now. Okay, you ready? Here we go. We will lose the game. Okay, that was it. That's the pregame for the Texans game. What an asshole. And, you know, this other guy's talking about Jamarcus Russell, about how weak he is and soft he is, and he said something like this. This guy is such a loser. <laughs> what a waste. 
He's not a quarterback. What an asshole. Whoever that guy is, he should be asshole of the year. I'm going to put his name up on the board for asshole of the year. What an ass. Oh, gosh. I'm sure I wasn't the only one thinking those thoughts, but let's get into this game before, for any further ado, I want to say thank you to Raider Wild, Raider Mike, Juan Jorge, my son James came to the game, a staunch Raider fan. My son was sure we were winning. I was happy about that. He was very, very strong about his opinion about us winning, and his opinion came true. I was loving that. You got to love it when your kids really have the, the, the Raider Whatever happens, we're going to win attitude because that's been gone from the nation for quite some time. Uh, the tailgate at Kingsford Kirks was off the hook. Once again, great show was by all. Every fan across the parking lot uh, that made it to that last game, all the fans that didn't make it there, suckers because you guys lost out on the second only home win of the season. That's right. All you guys that said you're going to stay home got punked by the Raiders, man, because they came out like a fucking vengeance, man. It was unbelievable. Demarcus Russell, 128.1 passer rating. Who'd have guessed? 18 of 25 for 236 yards and two TDs. Where did he come from? He did have his classic touched by a defensive guy, fumbles the ball. I still, it's uncanny to me how a guy that can completely wrap the ball with his hand from fingertip to fingertip can drop the football so easily is amazing. But the defense kept us in the game and they did not score a TD on that drive at all because the defense kept them out of the end zone, which was another fantastic surprise. We, for the first time in 56, count them, 56 games, went all the way down the line and scored on the first drive of the game, which was amazing to everyone in the doggone Coliseum. We were blown away. The defense had some things to do because they came back and scored right away again, and the defense was a little soft in the first half. They kept getting uh, first downs and first downs. They could not get the ball in the end zone, though. Looked like our team in reverse. It was great. Zach Miller, hero of the day. The go-to guy for the Oakland Raiders came through big. He only had one drop pass, but kept things rolling. What a stud he is. Chaz Schillings, John Lee Higgins, goes without a doubt. Those look like our two wide receivers for next year. I have no doubt that they should get a first slot. And we shouldn't spend money on any prima donnas like Javon Champagne Walker. I'm hoping that we don't do that next season, but time will tell. Johnny Lee Higgins, third punt return for a TD. That's a Raiders record right there. And he is awesome. His dancing in the end zone was phenomenal. It was beautiful, beautiful. Now, after giving up 277 rushing yards against the Patriots, we took Steve Slayton, who was actually the number one rusher in the league, to 66 yards on 18 carries. That was amazing. Matt Schaub had nowhere to go. Our defense blanketed the receivers. And not only that, the big thing I saw was the defensive line was pushing them off the ball from the first get-go. 
It was great to see that the Raiders' offense could have a balanced offense because we didn't start off in the hole, like 14 or 21 points down in the first five minutes. That's something that we, we, we have been starting off with for a lot this season. Justin Fargus, 98 yards, and DMAC was an um, animal, making plays and running with fierce determination. Fargus was crazed. DMAC took it right out from underneath him. They both ran with heart. They both ran like it was the last game of the season, the last game of their lives. The entire Raiders staff, the entire Raiders staff, including Basic Cable, played an awesome game. The onside kick was something that was completely surprising to all of us. We were totally blown away because Jano looked like it was going to boot it again. It was a beautiful planned play, executed to the 10th degree, and it was great. 27-16, what can you ask for? It is a beautiful thing to see the Raiders eating up the clock in the fourth period. It's a beautiful thing to see the team laughing, walking around on the sidelines with smiles, high-fiving. The team up, the coaches up, the players in a mood of celebration. The changes that happen is amazing that this one little win and our little Four winning game season makes such a big difference. And not only to the players, but the fans. The fans in the house, elated. Everyone was just out of breath and out of voice. Everyone was horse leaving because we had to show the nation that the Raider Nation was in the house. And trust me, from the first whistle of the game, before actually the game started, the fans were, you know, they were okay. We were all like, okay, okay, here you go. They introduced the offense, which I thought was not a very good idea. But they offered, you know, the offense, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a low roll. But once they started playing, man, the nation stood up. And for the little bit of people we had there on the wet, cold-ass day, we let it out. We let it out, and we let that shout out. And it was beautiful to see the Raiders win a game. And I just feel bad for all those people who stepped their ass at home and it was not televised. You could just listen on the radio. And I know you guys out there, all you guys who didn't go, you listen to the radio going, I said, damn, I should have gone. <laughs> I know, man, because you paid for the tickets for the whole year and you didn't see our second victory at home. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Great job done by all, including the fans that showed up. The hardest of the hardcore were there. The hardcore fans were in the house. Gorilla Rilla, Raider Jerry. I mean, the whole nation showed up. It was a very, very cool, cool thing to see us. Now, I know when the Raiders start to win again, and they will win again, the bandwagon will be full. I don't mind the bandwagon fans because they fill up the house. They they fill up the, the house and, you know, fill up all the empty spaces, which is fine with me. But the hardest of the hardcore are here now, folks. The hardest of the hardcore are here in a losing season on the last home game of a rainy, cold day. You can't ask for any better than that. And I just salute everyone who showed up to the Raider game of the last game of the season. And all those suckers who stayed at home. Now, let's just look at this. The Texans were a little upset that they lost to the Oakland Raiders. They were so upset because they just beat 
Yes, they just beat the Titans by one point. The AFC champions, the, the guys who are who, who've won a, a bye in the playoffs, they just beat them, and they were coming into Oakland to beat us. And lo and behold, a 27-16 loss to the Raiders. Dante Robinson, uh, one of their be- one of their first ring quarterbacks, said, "We lay down." <laughs> the Texans were softer than Sugar Plum Fairy against the Raiders, who, are, who entered the game three and eleven with one of the worst offensives and defensives in the NFL. These are some of the things that these guys had to say. It feels like somebody kicked you in the stomach and you can't get your wind. That's defensive tackle Travis Johnson. You got punked all day. Man, this one really hurts. I love it. The Raiders came in averaging 261.2 yards a game, generated 362 on the Texans on Sunday. Oakland has averaged 142.9 yards passing, but Jamarcus Russell threw for 236 against the Titans. I love it. And 161.1 rushing yards per game, limiting the Texans to 90. That's what the Texans got per game, 167.1, and they got 90 this game. It's a beautiful thing. Defensive end Mario Williams said, It's devastating. We weren't on the same page offensively, defensively, or on special teams. I love it. (laughs) It was just devastating. And you should have heard the fans. The fans had the same thing to say, man. The fans were pissed. I love it. Gary Kubiak, who was invited to Oakland for a coaching interview, and he denied the opportunity, said he was very disappointed. We didn't play well at all. They beat us in every phase. That is absolutely precious. Just precious. The Texans the Texans were horrendous in the red zone. One of four. And on third downs, three of 13. <laughs> Sounds like us for crying out loud. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Now, it's a beautiful thing at this penalty that they got, which was a personal foul Beautiful, uh, beautiful man. <laughs> oh, and they were right there in the red zone. They're ready to go into the to make a score, and they got pumped 15 yards back. They never scored. It was a great thing. The Raiders played a beautiful game, and I just want to tell you, the Texans fans, you got to get on their side and look at them. Listen to Kubiak's. Uh, you know, standing there, look at the podium going, I don't know how we lost to the Raiders, but it's a beautiful thing when you see the the other opposing team's coach and the opposing players punked by one of the worst teams in the NFL. You got to love it. You just have to love it. And that's all I have to say about that. All right, now, is Tom the cable guy the guy for the Oakland Raiders? Well, you guys know what I think, and I'm going to tell you right now.
Well, there's many thoughts on Tom the Cable Guy and whether he should be the man or he shouldn't be the man. And some people actually are saying he should be the guy. On the way home from this last game, I heard two or three people saying that we need to leave Tom Cable alone, that he should be able to take the reins of the team and move on. Well, I think all those people are lost in the win. They're lost in the euphoria of this last win because if you look at the Patriots game, and actually all the losses of the eight losses that he's had, coaching has been horrible. Horrible. Play calling and clock management have been just pedestrian, juvenile, unbelievably bad, and uh, the lack of his ability to, to pick a defensive coordinator. I mean, there's a whole lot of things that can happen here, but I'll tell you this right now. We'll look at the yeses and we'll look at the noes. Let's just look real quick and see who we can see. The Oakland Raiders have been through more coaches in the last six years than Larry King has had wives. And you got to think that's a lot, man. Now, people are thinking it's time to inject some stability into the franchise and allow Cable to continue with his path towards developing the younger players in the Raiders. Well, he has put a lot of uh, win into a no-win situation when he got put in there when Lane Kiffin and the letter debacle came out. And some people think he has to have the ability to have a complete season to build the team his way, the way he'd like to do it from the beginning. The Texan game shows that he can do that, and he's gotten a team that was lackluster and not willing to win to turn it around and pull out a strong performance in the late times of the season where the win doesn't really count very much. Well, Turner did the same thing. Cable is a Raider at heart, and you, you know he is. And he's passionate about our team. You know that. And you know that he wants to make them a franchise of winners once again. There's no doubt that he wants to do all those things. But the no's have it like this. Cable is 3-8. and eight. Play calling stinks. The players, of course, think that we stink. They don't like the play calling. And it's painful to see the Raiders out there on the field not playing. When you're talking about the problems being widespread and the fundamentals uh, as being as bad as they are, that all shows coaching deficiencies in my book. And ultimately, that, that ends up on the coach, the head coach, which is him. When the players openly question decisions that are made by the coaching staff, which is him, and the teammates that are the heart of the franchise, like a Samoa and guys like that, Talk about plays and the coaching staff being unstable. That's not a good thing when you go into a new season. Ultimately, Big Al Davis will make a call of whether to retain Cable. Now, he can't do it right away. People say he should do it right away, but I don't think so because he has to interview minority coaches before he picks a coach. I'll say that for sure. Whatever happens, we won't know if he's going to be the coach until late, 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 just before the draft, like I said before. Now, I don't think Tom Cable is the guy for a couple of reasons. He did do a couple of good things, like I said, but he's not the guy because he's not the guy that can come into the franchise and eliminate all the dead wood that's here. The GM position has to be filled. And the GM is the one who has to make the decision on the coach, not Tom Cable. Okay? Tom Cable isn't bringing in a new staff. So the staff that we have is a staff that we'll continue with. 
James Lofton, players like that have been hanging around for a long, long time. Good players. I guess they're decent coaches, but not good enough coaches for me. For this Raider fan, I believe cleaning house is the only way to change the philosophy in the locker room. Tom Cable, I think in this game, coached the, the offensive line. If you look at the offensive line play of this last game of the Texans, they were awesome. Henderson played a great job. And, and, and the line protected and drove open holes for a running game like nobody's business. Let's look at why. Cable, once again, was out there coaching the offensive line like he did before. That is the reason he should stay a line coach, and he should actually keep his job in Oakland as a line coach. We need way more than just the cable guy in Oakland to change things around, the philosophy to get a winning franchise. And yes, stability is a big part of coaching. Let's start stability off with a coach that can win, with a team that is different and fresh because they have a new coaching staff. Rob Ryan has worn out his welcome way too much. His defensive schemes this game were fantastic. But for the remain for the past year, actually the past five years, he's taken great players and put them in a position to lose. We need someone on the defense to run the defense, a winning defense, who can adjust to, to plays and, and adjust, make adjustments during games like Ryan has not done since he's been here. We've seen no changes in the defense for game after game after game when we're beginning pummeled and there's no change in the defense. It's amazing to me that he still has a job. The cable guy is up against a wall as far as I'm concerned because there's so many changes that need to happen in Oakland that he alone can't do it. Unfortunately, that's the case. He's a nice guy, but he belongs on the offensive line, and I hope that whoever comes to coach the Raiders keeps him as an offensive line coach, but shit cans a whole lot of dead wood in there because that's what has to happen from the top all the way down. It's not just players. It's player evaluators. It's contract guys. The whole team needs to be flushed out as far as the organization's concerned. There has to be a real change in Oakland. The change has to be big. It has to be noticeable, and it has to be widespread in the organization. The days of just taking a head coach and trying to make him win with this organization are way over. It's been tried for six seasons in a row, and it is not the answer to the problem. We need a new organization from top down, and Tom the Cable guy isn't going to make it happen. If we keep Tom Cable as the head coach, we can look forward to another losing season in Oakland. Not entirely his fault, of course, but it's because he doesn't have control, won't have control over the things he needs to make changes in, and that is what the problem's going to be. So, Tom Cable, I hope you stay in Oakland, but not as the head coach. And that is the end of that. The pregame four. The Tampa Bay Suckin' Ears. 
I'm a Buccaneer fan and I'ma stay with them On top of the ship in Tampa Bay with them Other teams forfeit, scared to play with them Ain't no losing in the Rimmage Jane Stadium We made chickens out of Falcons, Cubs out of Bears Kittens out of Lions, two ball players Buckley, Walker, Barbara, McFarlane Dexter, Jackson, Buccaneers falling After Brett Falvin, all quarterbacks We damage other teams, Kiffin taught them that Well, 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 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, look what we got here. Nice to see Johnny Gruden. Yes, Chucky, we're going back to see him after the pummeling we had in the Super Bowl. You guys remember that? Yes, in 2002, very painful indeed. Well, in order for the Bucs to get into the playoffs, they need two things. They need to beat us, and they need the Eagles to beat the Cowboys. We have no control over the Cowboys situation, but we can knock them out of the playoffs if we beat them. The fact that they're looking forward to the Eagles beating the Cowboys gives me um, hesitation (laughs) as far as them thinking that they're going to beat us. looks like it's an easy thing. I think John Gruden thinks this is going to be an easy win for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I think they're going to play a hard game as well. Let's not forget Monty Kiffin, Lane Kiffin's dad, is running the defense. Although he is leaving this season, this is his last season there with the Buccaneers, he's leaving to help his son play. You know he wants to get back at Al Davis and the Raiders for crushing his son's spirits at such a young age, as I would too, as you would probably too. So look for the defense to be fierce and nasty and come after Jamarcus with a vengeance. Tampa Bay is 9-6, and six, and they need the Eagles, like I said, to beat the Cowboys for them to be in as a wild card. Now, Gruden talks a lot about the Raiders, you know, not laying down and la, 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 like most coaches do. But you know, the way he's talking about the Eagles game, they're looking to just run over the Raiders and go on to a possible playoff berth as a wild card. Their two best players, Garcia and Antonio Bryant, make up their total offense pretty much. They have a decent running game, but their passing attack and the West Coast offense is pretty good. And the Oakland Raiders have a really hard time with that, defending that, because in the flats, we allow a lot of passes in the flats, and Rob Ryan is terrible at adjusting for that. Look to Garcia to be hitting those short routes all day long if uh, Ryan's not prepared for that to go down. And look for Jamarcus to be running for his life because they're going to blitz the limit daylights out of him because they know that that's what his weak point is. And if our offensive line can't handle it, it's going to be a long day for Oakland. Good thing for us is we're not playing for anything other than just to spoil. And so hopefully the right team shows up, and that's what I have to say as a Raider fan. I hope the right team, like in the Texas game, shows up. Seems like the right team only shows up once a month, though. In December, we've already had the right team show up. So a miracle would have to happen for the Oakland Raiders to go away and beat these guys. But it's not impossible. It certainly is possible for the team to come up with a victory, and especially one to spoil John Gruden, Chucky, and his hopes 
for going into the uh, postseason with the Buccaneers. I, want, for one, would love to see this happen. I'd love to see Chucky get punked at home. It'd be great for the Raiders. It'd be great for Al Davis to see that happen after what they did to us before. It just depends on who shows up. The last game that the Buccaneers played, they got pummeled by San Diego 41-24. to So you know that they're going to want to come out here and win, and especially against the Oakland Raiders. There's a big hatred here from the Raiders' point of view, and I hope that that drives us to a victory. But it just depends on who shows up. You guys know that. Everyone talks about us being better. We turned a corner. We've been down this road before, folks. I'm not buying into it, and I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. We shall see who shows up when they show up in Tampa Bay on Sunday, and then the first quarter of the game, you will know who's there for the Oakland Raiders. And on a side note, the Coach Cable is having them practice on Christmas. A lot of people are upset about that as far as the Raiders go. The players are not happy that they're practicing on Christmas and getting ready for a football game that is basically meaningless to the Oakland Raiders. That doesn't bode well for us. That, that alone, the attitude of the players practicing on a holiday and not ready to do that for their job and the money they make kind of pisses me off as a fan. But uh, because I got to work, Randy got to work, we're firemen. We got to work on Christmas, Christmas Day, you name it. Easter, you name the date. New Year's, uh, you know, Columbus Day, National Woman's Day. We work all those days because we have to. That's our job. That's what we do. That's their job. Shut up and practice. It's your job to practice. It's your job to play. Get off your goat-smelling ass and go out there and practice. That's what I say to the Oakland Raiders. And let's have some vengeance for that Super Bowl. The fans surely deserve a victory in Tampa Bay. And that is all I have to say about that. Let's go to the bone line. Fire to the bone. We have Raider Cogs. Raider Cogs, partner. What you got to say, brother? Raider Nation, this is Raider Cogs calling from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Merry Christmas to all and a ho, ho, ho. Well, we beat those Houston guys, and tell you what, I'm thanks for Coach Cable giving us a great Xmas present, and the only thing that would be better would be going down and smashing Tampa Bay in the mouth next week and really fi- finalizing our year there. Hey, look on the bright side. We're going to get a number one receiver as well. And uh, before you know it, we'll get moving down the road. Uh, I'd like to thank Greater Greg for all this great year, his comments, and digging, staying with us throughout all this time and uh, not giving up on the Raiders. And uh, go Raiders 2009, guys. Peace. Well, thank you so much, man. Randy and I are hanging in there because we are Raider Nation. And we got to be there for the you guys. we got to be out there for all those guys who can't be here at Oakland and watch these games as uh, brutal as they can be, but we're here for the nation, and you guys know that. So thank you for very much for the encouragement because you know we're going to need that. So who's next? Oh, we got the Virginia Raider. Let's hear you, brother. 
What's up, Raider Nation? It's Virginia Raider. Man, that was beautiful. Man, if we'd only come out and play like that more than three and four times a year. But man, that was nice. Russell played like a like a professional quarterback. Eighteen to twenty five for two thirty six and two scores. Fargus, I think he had twenty two carries for almost a hundred yards. Um, Zach Miller had a big game. Johnny Lee was obviously the the biggest player of the game. He and Shillings, but Johnny Lee really came through in the third quarter. I know there was a bunch of us calling for his head during the middle of the season. I know I was one of them. And uh, he's really matured and become a, a a real threat in the NFL. That's great. Yeah, Johnny Lee and McFadden had a nice game. I think he had about 50 yards. Uh, we played really, really well. I, I like it. <laughs> I like it when we come out and play play good, man. Makes you feel better. Makes it a Sunday night an enjoyable one instead of the usual loss. But uh, four and eleven, um, it puts us probably about fifth or sixth in the draft. Maybe we can pull out a win against the Bucks next week. Uh, but anyway, I listened to the game, Papa and the coach, so that was nice. Peter there, my son had a Sunday where I could sit down and listen to him. That was very enjoyable. But uh, nice win. Um, not to mention the donkeys are losing, so it's always a good thing. Maybe we can finish the season off um, next week with the W against Tampa. But uh, that's all I got. Peace. All right, Virginia Raider, that's right, man. You called it. All those guys, the heroes, the team came out, played like a team. They played with heart this game. I mean, that is obvious and evident in the fierceness that they ran, uh, the composure of the quarterback, the greatness of Shillins. All those guys played so well. To witness it was just crazy. It was beautiful to see. It was a nice change from the majority of the season. Look forward to the Bucks game as well. I hope we can pull out a win. It looks like we're picking sixth in the draft right now. So thanks for the call, brother. Who is on the line next? We have the man, the myth. No, he is the man. Sean Dog. Let's hear it, brother. It's Sean Dog. Last game of the season at home. It's Sean. We showed up. Oh, my God. That was just too awesome. And I just wanted to say in the last game of the season, thank you, Raider Greg. Thank you, Randy, for all of the work that you guys do. Your podcast is awesome. The work is phenomenal. Your tailgates are just off the hook. It was great seeing you guys again today in the rain, but smiles from left to right cheek. And you know what, fellows? Next year, who knows, 20 to 25 years from now when Mr. Davis, you know, moves on and hands it off to somebody else, things could change. But there's always a new season. There's always a new day. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Love the nation. Love you guys. Thanks for doing the work. Way to go, Raider Nation! Sean Dog is out. Yeah, Sean Dog was at the tailgate. He is a fixture there at the Raider Coliseum. He was there to witness the victory. Another fan that showed up for this game. Hardcore Raider Nation. Great fan. Uh, thank you for all the, the props, brother. We do appreciate it. It's always good to hear that from the nation. Uh, Rainey and I appreciate all the positiveness we can get. We do appreciate you as being a fan. You're a great guy, man. The tailgate was off the hook, and you're always welcome. There's always next year, man. We will be seeing you, I am sure, 
at next year's tailgates, partner. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for coming and seeing us too at this game, brother. Okay, who is on the line next? Short and sweet. We got Big John from Livermore. First time caller. What you got to say, John? Hey, this is John from Livermore. I just caught the last Raider game at home. Looks like they listened to your last podcast. Awesome. Bye. Well, I hope they listen to my podcast because if that's it, man, I'm going to keep these things rolling forever. I hope they did, man, because I called them out. I love it. Maybe you got to do that more often. Okay, let's see who's next on the line. Thanks for calling, brother. We got Raider Dave from Washington. What you got to say, brother? Hey, Randy Gray. This is Raider Dave in Washington. God, where the hell has that been all year? Um, got both sides of the ball played well. Johnny Lee Higgins and Chad Schillens, those guys should be the starters next year. And Russell, I mean, he had his patented, uh, oh, my God, I'm going to fumble the ball as soon as somebody touches me. But other than that, he played a pretty good game. I mean, where the hell has that been all year? You know, they come out and they show like that. You know, the defense played well. The offense played well. <laughs> what can I say? I mean, it was a hope for next year, maybe, but but I had that same hope coming into this year. Oh boy, they just sucked me back in this week. I mean, I was ready to write them off for this year, but I'm, I'm just hoping for a good performance next week to close the year in a good way. I just don't want that top five draft pick again. <laughs> if we do get one, I, we we need to trade down and get more picks later on. Last thing I have is Merry Christmas to all the Raider Nation. I'm out. That's right. They keep sucking us back in. You better believe it. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. And just when you want to give up on them, they come with one of these games. It's typical. Like I said, someone told someone at the, the stadium, you can't wash it off. You can't cut it out. You can't irradiate it off your body. You are Red a Nation, and that's the way it is, no matter what. And uh, the, I don't know if the team showed up. That's exactly right. You know how it is. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, brother. Happy holidays as well. And let's see who we got next on the bone line. We got the Raider Nightmare in the house. What you got to say, brother? Yeah! Raiders win, man. This is how we should do it. It feels good, homie. Even though the season is over, a win is a win, brother. Next week is the Chucky and Kiffin Bowl. Let's end this bad season on a positive note with a win. Hopefully. <laughs> to all those fake-ass Raider fans that gave up being a Raider fan, fuck you, homie. I'm a Raider fan till I die, boo. This is the Raider Nightmare finishing off my 24-ouncer, and I'm out. <laughs> Well, you know what, man? I got to tell you this. There are all kinds of Raider fans, and wherever you are, they are Raider Nation. You can't you can't call people out because those are the same people going to be there next to you at the game, sharing beers with you, buying you beers, just like your 24-ounce you got right now, partner. So let's not diss the Raider Nation. We got to stay together no matter what. We got to stay together, partner. Appreciate the call, man. So who's on the line next? What we got going now. We got to beat the Bucks too. I agree. We have my good brother, my partner, 
the Arkansan Raider. Let's hear it, partner. This is Arkansan Raider. What's going on, Raider Nation? I think you know what's coming up now. Yeah! <laughs> hey, man, I think we've got our two wide receivers now. Uh, Johnny Lee Higgins and Chaz were looking really, really good today. Um, I think with another off-season of work, those guys are going to be out freaking standing. I think wide receiver is not one of our big problems. I think we go to the draft, nothing but offensive line, defensive line for the entire stinking draft. Um, I think we've got another DB opposite ASO, if we can lock up ASO. Um, We've got an outstanding defensive back core. We've got an outstanding running back core. Um, if Jamarcus continues to develop like he freaking did today, oh, my gosh. Um, I think, honestly, the only thing we need to worry about is offensive line, defensive line. Um, and Well, and GM, but that's another story. Anyway, go Raiders. I am out. Awesome. That's right. You know, we got our two wide receivers. Let's not go pay too much money for a bunch of punks to come in here and be attitudes. I say we keep the players we have, offensive, defensive line, absolutely, and GM for show. Absolutely, man. We got to have that going. Thanks for the call, man. We always appreciate your passion on the bone line. Thank you so much, brother. We appreciate it every season. Let's hope you can come up with another yell for next week. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So let's just drop the bone on another person here. Who, who's on the bone line now? We have Juan Jorge, one of the big-time contributors to the Raider Nation podcast. This guy is solid, hardcore fan. I just want to tell you guys, this guy lives and breathes Raiders, and he puts that money out, and he shows it. Let's hear it, Juan. <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? This is Juan Jorge calling in, and shit. <laughs> How about that? I thought we were going to get our asses kicked. But who were these guys that came to play today? I mean, they were wearing black jerseys and silver helmets. Same guys have been sucking all year, and all of a sudden, they look like a team. They look like a team with a purpose. I mean, where the hell was this off season? Well, I don't know. I did not think about it because... We're not going to the playoffs the end of the year. You know, just enjoy this win as much as we can. And it was nice to have it at home. And to the 35,000 fans that were there, I salute and applaud you guys because the true diehard fans were at the Coliseum today, um, except for the people that, you know, couldn't get there that live out of state. But it was cold, it was wet, and, you know, we all left happy. Finally, we get a win at home, another one, you know, but it's great. It was great. You know, the tailgate was fun, great food. If you guys love salmon, dude, <laughs> Kirk's Tailgate is the place to go. That's Greg. And it was cool hanging out with all you guys, Greg, James, Randy, Raider Wild, Mike. It was cool seeing all you guys one last time. Man, it was, it was awesome. To see this 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 victory at home, and we were we were there to witness it. And whatever what else can I say? We got one more game against the Buccaneers. 
I hope we kick their ass and eliminate them from playoff contention. But they are a good team. But if we play like we played today, there is no reason why we cannot beat this this team. But which team will show up next week, I don't know. Once again, appreciate the ride, Greg. It was fun sitting up there with you. I did miss my seat, but for the last game, you know, I wanted to see the game from a different seat, different perspective. And it was cool sitting up there. You got to see the players develop. It was awesome. It was great. Had a great time. Well, all right, guys. Enjoy this win as much as we can. Got the Buccaneers next week. And then the off season, the biggest, biggest off season for me. And hopefully we see some changes, some changes that will make us believe that we can become a successful franchise once again. There's one Jorge, and I'm one happy motherfucker. Peace. Well, man, <laughs> you're there every game, man. And for someone at your age, as young as you are, putting out the money and doing the deal, I got to take my hat off to you. You, Raider Mike, Raider Wild, coming from all the way from Australia, all the Raider Nation uh, that comes from all over the country, all over the world to see the Raiders. You know what? We were there. Uh, we were there. We were doing it. And uh, the tailgate was off the hook. And appreciate you being a fan of the podcast because you are strong. You come in every week, brother. Thank you so much, man. Okay, who's on the line next? Let's go. We have a new caller. I love this handle. Give it to him raw. I love it. What you got to say, brother? Yeah! That's the fuck I'm talking about. A goddamn win. It's Monday. I saw it. Sunday. Fucking win. But anyway, this is Give It To Him Raw. This is a new caller from Columbia, South Carolina. Hey, what is Archangel Raider in Atlanta? Yeah, I need to give it that booster club. I don't know if there's any other booster clubs in the area on the East Coast in Columbia, South Carolina. I need to hit them up. But anyway, hey, Raiders, we got to get this done. Got one more game. Tampa Bay, I don't know. Might be able to take them. I don't know. I hope we ride this momentum. The best they ever played this season. Make sure we maintain, do what we got to do. Go Raiders. Give it to them raw. Columbia, South Carolina. From Columbia, South Carolina, man. Well, you know what? That's cool because the Archangel is another great contributor. We didn't get your Archangel. We didn't get your bone line message on this one. We'll get it to you on next game. I guarantee you call in. We're going to put that on there because you are a great caller as well. So are you, man. You guys from the South are coming in big. We appreciate all the props. Appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, we love it. We love your takes, man. And uh, welcome to the show. Give them to it raw. We got we can hear it from you, man. I love your handle, brother. Uh, hang in there, and I hope we give it to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because uh, we got to give them some vengeance for what they did to us in 2002. Thanks for the call, brother. Who's next? We got my good brother, Raider Tatum. He's from the Midwest, and he's got something to say. Raider Greg, this is Raider Tatum from the Midwest, partaking in a few uh, Caucasians as we speak. It is Monday at 310 Central Time. To all you fucking posers out there, lick the sack that is between my fucking thighs. It's a fucking victory. The fucking Chiefs lost. 
I love it. I fucking love it. Long live the Sabbath. And as we speak, I'm listening to Black Sabbath. And fuck me running. Our time will come. Our time will be soon. God damn it. We will all prevail and we'll all love one another again. And fuck the Chiefs. I fucking hate them. They can suck my fucking nuts until they're fucking scabbed. The dirty cocksuckers. I love you, Raider Greg. Happy holidays to the rest of you. And you, Raider Greg. Sorry. The Caucasians are kicking in. Wish we had a jack-in-the-box here or something. I'm ready for a hamburger. But, uh, taking my lady friend out this evening. And, uh, giggity-giggity-giggity-goo. All right, everybody. Cheers. Put Tatum in the Hall of Fame. Well, man, I hope your girlfriend's a designated driver, brother, because you're on fire tonight. It's great, man. And we hate the Chiefs, too. The Queefs, we hate them. I'm glad they're losing. It makes us look better. As a matter of fact, they'll be picking draft picks before we pick them, and that's for doggone sure. So uh, thanks, Raider Tatum, for calling in. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you as well, my brother. I hope all is well. We got to beat them bucks. You know that? And uh, you know what? The Raider Nation is strong. Believe it or not, we're still hanging. We will continue to hang. And 09 is another year. So we'll see what Al Davis does and puts under the Christmas tree for the rest of us. Okay, we got one more caller. Who will that be? We have the Lizard King. Lizard King, what you got to say, my friend? Nation, what's up? This is the Lizard King coming at you from Connecticut. I got to say that the game yesterday was just off the charts. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm sorry if I sound a little bit hoarse, but I was just yelling so loud. I thought the cops were going to show up. It's a Christmas miracle, man. It's great to see this team win, you know. It's great to really kind of end the year right, end the year with some positives, you know. Kind of cast a good light on what could be next year if, you know, we play our cards right in the off season. I mean, if anything, this game was Johnny Lee Higgins' coming out party. I mean, Paul returned for a touchdown, a big catch for a touchdown. This guy's really starting to become a weapon, you know? I mean, forget Champagne Walker. You know, forget Curry, who's kind of lost a step over the last year. I mean, I think that, you know, cornerbacks next year are going to be afraid of Shillings and Higgins. Who knows? Anyways. You know, the defense was kind of suspect, but, hey, you know, the offense was out there doing their job, and that's all that matters. Russell looked good, looked confident, looked steady, only made one mistake, but he was able to recover from it. Hey, you know, you got to remember, he's learning. You know, he's behind a line that's lackluster at best. But did you notice how much it improved just by putting Mario Henderson in? <laughs> Yeah, Kwame Harris is gone in the off season. Again, another thing, we better lock up Nomi long term. I mean, he should we should be paying him until the day he dies. He's worth every penny. I don't care what it takes. If that guy's not in the silver and black next year, we're in serious trouble. Anyway, there's nothing like a win. It feels good to be you know, strut down the halls wearing my Jamarcus Russell jersey. I'm loving it, as you would say. I want to wish everyone Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Hey, if they win next week, 
you know, the effect of this miracle will be ending the year right. I'm out. Yeah, we got to lock up Asamoa, but if, I don't know, man, him and Leckler look like they're looking to the door to get the hell out of Oakland. Let's hope that doesn't happen. We need to get a win. You know, it's been a tough year. It's been a tough season for everybody, uh, but it did look good in this game. Uh, I don't know about holding on to those two guys. And you got the J. Russ uh, jersey. Uh, you should sport that big time today because he did a good job. You know, I, I call him all kinds of names, but, man, the kid played well. So let's hope that he continues to play well and he's just not a flash in the pan every third or fourth game. We got to hope on that and hope that next year's better. I thought you were the last caller, but we got one more caller in and we got to put him in because he is the Crusader Raider from London, England. Partner, my brother, what you got to say, man? Hello, Raider Nation. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling you from London, England. Oh, boy, oh, boy. The Raiders gave us a, a little present there uh, at the weekend. Not a great gift, but uh, we'll take anything after the season we've had. Just thought I'd phone in with the bone line and try to be positive today as we approach the Christmas season and say thank you, Randy, for my Christmas gift of the video, which I've seen on the front page. Check it out, guys. Happy days in the parking lot, if not in the stadium. And let's have some optimism and hope for next year, uh, ready to go again. I know it's tough, guys, and I know whatever I say, you'll say, oh, but we're all in it together. Guys, it was good to see you all throughout the season. It was good to see you, uh, the guys I saw in Miami and the guys from New York. Next year, we're hoping to do two trips, turn into New York City to see the Giants against the Raiders, and then hopefully a game in Nova and again then as well. So anyway, this is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, in a very bubbly, positive mood because it's Christmas. And who knows, we might even beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. To Greg, Charmaniac, and all your families, to Randy, all the crew, to Grizz, and everybody else, Raider Mike, Juan, everybody who knows us, this is Keith Sith, the Crusader Raider, wishing you all happy holidays, a happy Christmas, and a happy Raider 2009. It can't be any worse than what we've had. Take it away, Frank Sinatra, and I'm out. I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to Once again, great call by Keith. Thank you, man. You, Dave, Richard, all the Raider Nation, we just thank you for being here. Thank you for calling in, man. It's a great Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you and your families as well. And God bless all of you. God bless the entire Raider Nation, wherever you may be. Uh, Randy and I try to put on a good product here for you guys. It's been tough. It's a hard road when it's a hard road. You know what I'm saying? We have one final game of the season that is away. We won't be a home game. Make sure you get here on our forum, RenationPodcast.com. Check out our live forum we got here. Uh, the chat room is on fire. That's what I'm talking about. Get on the chat room for the game. We can all celebrate the last game. Hopefully we'll win. We can only hope for that. been a tough season man but we're still hanging in there just like you guys and you know when we start to win this place is going to get crazy the house will come on down because we'll have so many fans in the bone line like i said randy and i love you guys you know we do 
Thanks for all of you who made the long trip to Oakland to see us. We appreciate all the presents, all the kudos, everything, man. We really, really do. Thanks for being at the home of the Mecca, the Black Hole in Oakland with the Raider Nation podcast. Kingsford Kirk, everybody who's involved, all the fans, all our friends, God bless you at this time of year. Thank you for being fans of the Raider Nation podcast because we're digging it. Don't forget, Randy will be getting those those video casts up. Check those out because they're fun. Even though we've got a lot of losses in there, doesn't matter. The tailgate just shows how vibrant the Raider Nation is. Thank you for listening to our show. God bless all of you. I am Raider Gray, and I am out.